this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning in documents? Well, I former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I'm just, I, I, <clears throat> I'm done talking. Well, what is going on, all of our liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Uh, you wanted to go into the FBI at one point, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm still yeah. thinking about it, really. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I want to destroy it from the inside. Gotcha. I always thought that would be cool. So you've been you've been working you've been practicing. I mean, you grew up watching some movies where they make the FBI agents look really cool, and I've just always thought I have always and thought they get be, all the chicks. I always thought I would make a really good detective. You know, I thought that would be pretty good, and especially I could get someone to like admit to their crimes more than likely. Mm. I mean, you're telling me you can't even spend, if they didn't commit it. You spend twelve hours with them, you can't convince you can't talk to them in a philosophical manner that gets them to the side that it's a good idea mm. to tell the truth. Yep. I don't know. Anyway, hey, what's up? It's uh, Nate and Chuck from Good Morning Liberty, your favorite afternoon morning Liberty podcast. Mm. Coming right at you from Nashville, Tennessee. The only morning show that comes to you in the afternoon, I think. Hawaii's favorite morning show. And we talk life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week. So if you want to, make sure you smash that follow button. Actually, even if you don't want to, just go ahead and smash that follow button. Leave a rating and review. Tell the kids, tell your wife, tell your family that they need to listen. So we didn't have an episode yesterday. We weren't here. By the way, just so everyone knows, that was my idea. I'm the one that called Chuck and said, "Hey, I don't, I don't think we should go." So, but you had two interviews, right? I did. Yeah, I did have interviews mm. still yesterday that I have yet to edit and put out. Uh, but anyway, there was some news yesterday with the inflation. Of course, we'll talk about all of the. Um, the various numbers coming out of the inflation reports yesterday, and we've got some pretty good spin from both sides on inflation. Uh, the thing with Trump and the FBI, that's still going. Merrick Garland had a press conference just a little bit ago. I watched it. I recorded it to get the juicy details, and it turns out it was a complete waste of my time. He said he complained about people being mean to the FBI and talking bad about them. And he did say that he wants to unseal the warrant, and he said that he did okay this whole plan. That took a valuable data space on your computer you'll never get back. I know. I know. And he was half an hour late, and uh, now I've got this, now I got this like 10-minute video on there that I don't, I don't know what to do with it. I'm just going to mm. delete, delete that thing. But it's never truly going to be deleted. That's the thing that I'm worried about. You know, it, still it still takes up some ones and zeros. Just a little bit on there. So anyway, that was totally pointless. But we have a, a, a breaking news story that's still developing news story. Charles, if you want to do this first article here. Yeah, from NBC New York. Gunman tries to breach FBI Cincinnati office and flees after firing nail gun at agents. A man armed with an AR-15 style rifle. Ooh. This is very confusing to start with. Approached the visitor screening area at the FBI Cincinnati's office and fired a nail gun. Not the AR-15. He filed a nail, uh, a nail gun into the building when confronted by agents, leading to a police pursuit on an interstate, authorities said, today, Thursday. 
After fleeing the FBI office, the man who was chased on the Interstate 71, which was then closed in both directions, the man wearing body armor exchanged gunfire with police, according to uh, the Clinton County Emergency Management Agency. At approximately 9 a.m. this morning, an armed subject attempted to breach the visitor screening facility at FBI Cincinnati. The agency's Cincinnati field office wrote in a tweet just before noon. After an alarm and a response by FBI special agents, the subject fled north onto Interstate 71. Two law enforcement uh, sources uh, told NBC News that the man had fired a nail gun toward personnel before fleeing in a car. Law enforcement has traded... So, so he brought the rifle, just to clarify. brought mm. a rifle with him. And that's the first line He fired the of nail the gun. article. Yeah. He, he, he fired the nail gun. Did he fire a gun gun? Did he ever fire that? Did we see that? It said I, they exchanged gunfire, right? They, I think later on... Did they close the, the interstate in because the of chase? nails like, could get in the tires? Is that the kind of thing that they're dealing with right now? Did he like intricately shoot the nail gun into a, a nail strip? I'm not sure. It's not even that easy to shoot a nail gun. I mean, you'd have to either, one, it's got a safety thing on it. you got to press it down to get it to shoot. I guess you could try and take that off of there and, and bypass that. It's the aftermarket nail gun. It was you a get ghost it. nail gun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He already, he had a bump stock on it's it. An nail. Autom- it's an automatic, basically an automatic nail gun yeah. that he was shooting. And so that's just, I see some good ones in there, nailed it. That was the first thing. Uh, Mm-hmm. I wanted to tweet earlier with it, but I wanted to wait and see if anyone died first uh, before Why? I made any jokes. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Law enforcement has traded shots with the male suspect who's wearing a gray shirt and body armor, in case you guys see him out there. The episode came a day after the FBI director warned against threats of circulating online uh, threats circulating online against agents and the Justice Department in the wake of the agency's search and siege of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. And you know what? I don't I don't condone violence. No. Don't. Not even with but nail I, guns. I can tell you that I'm not surprised. No. Violence against law enforcement is not the answer, no matter who you're upset with, said FBI Director Christopher Wray uh, in Omaha. Yeah. So, yeah, violence against law enforcement... Now, what about law enforcement violence against citizens? That's that's okay. That's an answer. They've got that no right. Problem. Do you think this actually happened? <laughs> we talked about Alex Jones in ask, the last episode. Yeah. So, this is a this is complete. This is of course. It the, sounds made allegedly up. made up. Yeah, we yeah. got a bunch of crisis actors uh, impersonating FBI agents that mm-hmm. are telling the story. Clearly. They built a whole office in Cincinnati. I know. Well, I haven't seen video of the incident yet. They haven't apprehended anyone. Mm. They say he brought an AR-15 style weapon, but it sounds like he was shooting a nail gun. I'm just saying this doesn't add up, which means this didn't happen. Yeah. At all. There's something fishy about this. Mm. Definitely an inside actor, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably one of the FBI guys on his day off, you know? Anyway, so we'll see what happens. With I think this. A, I think Christopher Ray, he's known as someone who pretends to be the director. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, what else do we have here with it? Well, I had an article about this whole FBI and, uh, rating Trump and how they got the information and why they, why they did it. And turns out I didn't care enough to actually keep it in there. So, you no, know, I saw something interesting on Megan Kelly, which she was going on about how this was, uh, it's all political, uh, or pure political 
tactical that they're trying to get him on something for January 6th because they're angry. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are angry that he won the presidency in 2016. This, this is all what Megyn Kelly said. They're angry that they couldn't uh, get him on the Russian hoax. They're angry that he was impeached twice and not convicted. And they're angry that he's leading the polls and and may run for president again in 2024. Like they're like every plan they've had is backfired. And they're what she was saying is she thinks that they're trying. The real search was about Jan six, and they're trying to get something on him that's going to prevent him from running again in 2024. But I like just, I said, even if he goes to jail, he can still run for president. I don't know. I still don't know if I believe I. I still lean on um, they're trying to actually help him right now. I'm actually still leaning towards that conspiracy theory that I only see this turning out good for him unless unless they find something really bad that we don't know about. But I mean, on January 6th, it's like, here's the conversation. He calls you like, hey, did you uh, did you ever get rid of those papers that where I typed out how I was going to create an insurrection and try to overthrow the U.S. government? I remember we typed it out using a nice old Underwood typewriter and then put it in that box. The safe. Like, Did you put it in the safe? Yeah. yeah Did you get rid basement? of that paper, you know, mm-hmm. that, that explains how I'm going to go to prison over January 6th? Uh, I just don't know what they plan on finding from this. But anyway, I don't know. I, it's going to be interesting how this plays out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I still really they, see this helping him unless they actually find the crime that we don't already that people already don't think happened. Or Even then, about. I don't. I don't know if it's going to hurt him. <laughs> you think you'd actually run from prison? Would Trump run from? If anybody's going to run from prison, you think Trump wouldn't be one? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. You kind of have to vote for him if he does that, right? I would love to see it. <laughs> I I'll say it right now. If he runs for re-election from prison, as long as he's not in prison for like murdering someone or any kind of crazy stuff. I might just have to vote for him just so I could say I voted for a guy that was in prison. And that way president. our president is in jail and can't do anything. It's like the safest president we ever had. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. I think it's a pretty good idea. Do you think that he would exonerate himself? But you can't do that. <laughs> I don't think you can. You can't pardon yourself. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I don't know what the rules are. Okay, Me so neither. I was telling everyone beforehand I got one of these uh, notifications on Twitter. You know when you get on there and you click on the trending section and they give you this very important information at the top of the section. Whatever the most important information of the mm-hmm. day is, is what they tell you. Especially fact-checking. Especially fact-checking. And they had a fact-check out there. Let me just tell you what it says. It says the Inflation Reduction Act is being misrepresented online by its opponents. Officials and fact-checkers say... Now, how's it being? Now, imagine if we if we wrote a headline that says the Inflation Reduction Act dubbed the inflation <laughs> uh, producing act mm-hmm. by its opponents. Like this is this is the don't say inflation bill. It's the Income Reduction Act. Yeah, is what it is, or the Inflation Reduction Tax. Uh, mm-hmm. So this all revolves around this whole eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents that are going to be knocking on your door and putting you in jail or whatever it is that they're going to do, taking all your money. And they're essentially coming out saying that this isn't true. This mostly revolves around the Time Magazine article. Can you sell, do they sell a magazine? I don't, like what? I think they fired everybody, didn't they? Is yeah. this all volunteer writers now? Yeah. Um, specifically in this paragraph, I'll just say, the Associated Press reports that the bill will 
increase the ranks of the IRS, but it would not create a mob of armed auditors looking to harass middle-class taxpayers, as some Republicans are claiming. And so I'm just glad that they're getting that out there. You know, I'm glad that they're letting us know. Now, you guys know I always need more stuff to do, so I was uh, perusing the web for jobs, and I saw the IRS is hiring. So um, on, on their website for the duties, you know, they got some fresh money. They're going to be flush with cash. So they got to adhere to the highest standards of conduct. Even thieves have high standards of conduct. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Work a minimum of 50 hours per week, which may include irregular hours. Maintain a level of fitness necessary to effectively respond to life-threatening situations on the job. This is the IRS, everyone. Carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary and be willing and able to participate in arrest, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. Mm. Yeah. I, I just thought that that was important to note uh, that the it will not increase the ranks of the IRS, but it would not create a mob of armed auditors looking to harass middle-class taxpayers. <laughs> they took this off their website. Yeah. It's gone. They'll just, carry a firearm. It's not the same thing as an armed mob. Yeah. Right? Yeah. These are nice agents. Very nice agents. They're now, nice agents that have firearms. So that's just a They're lead, here to help. Just a lead up to this article. This is the main one that was out there for uh, everyone to see on the fact checkers. And from Time, I said Time Magazine. Do they still have a magazine? This is just Time website now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not subscribed. Trump allies me either. See, it says subscribe up there at the top right corner. <laughs> I'm not on there either. Trump allies are attacking Biden for a plan to hire 87,000 new IRS agents that doesn't exist. Now, before we go into this, I have to say, this plays right into what my theory is, that they need to be running against Trump on everything. They need Trump. Because even the people who are attacking the 87,000 new IRS agents are all Trump are allies. Trump allies. Mm. Those are the people. They need to be able to put this in every single headline. Now, this plan, they say, does not exist. Uh, maybe I, I could say semantically they are correct. Uh, we'll just go into it. Since news broke on Monday that the FBI searched Trump's South for the home, Republican members of Congress and right-wing media figures have launched a new line of attack against Democrats. There were people talking about this before Trump's house was raided. I don't know if they're they're now trying to take all of this talk about the 87,000 IRS employees and turn it into people are just upset about people raiding Trump. And that's why they're talking about they're it. They're like linking it together. And literally, people have been talking about this since we were able to read the bill. So just to get that out of the way that the IRS intends to use nearly $80 billion in new funding to pursue similar intrusions on average Americans. Those dollars Trump allies are saying will go toward the hiring of 87,000 new IRS agents. It's a notion that's taken off like wildfire, signaling what is likely to be a prominent broadside from the Republicans against Democrats in the midterms. The only problem is it's not true. Mm. The Inflation Reduction Tax, a landmark climate, health care, and tax package that passed the Senate on Sunday is expected to head to Biden's desk after the House approves it tomorrow. Includes $78 billion for IRS to be phased in over 10 years. Treasury Department report from 2021 estimated that this investment would enable the agency to hire roughly 87,000 employees by 2031. 
But most of those hires would not be agents. They would just be new positions. So just and so they you all wouldn't know. be new positions. They they oh and wouldn't be new yeah. positions. Yeah, only I think twenty to thirty thousand of them they say are going to be new positions. So they've gotten us. They've gotten all of us on the details, the specific details. Even though they said that this amount of money would enable them uh, the the ability to hire eighty seven thousand new employees. Uh, sure, that could be true, but those are not all going to be agents. They're going to be people that support the work that the agents are doing. <laughs> so completely different thing. So different. We don't even have to go in. I'm not even going to go into this entire article. I just want to say that IRS agent, person in the IRS agent's earpiece, the person working in the building, I'm sorry if you work at the IRS and you're here, you are basically working at uh, one of the biggest crime organizations that exists on the planet. And I don't care if you're an actual agent knocking on people's doors or if you're the people doing all the tech support that enables the people that knock on people's doors, you're still a thief. And the overall idea of all of the new IRS agents, even if it's not going to be exactly 87,000, maybe it's going to be 30,000. Wow, only 30,000. That's hardly anything. Mm. Jeez. It's still going to enable them to do their job better. Charlie, what's their job? Oh, audit people. Yeah, steal money from you. Yeah. That's what their job is. There was another uh, interesting part here where it says um, it's going to go, a lot of it's going to go towards tech modernization. The IRS currently uses technology from the 1960s called COBOL to process and intake individual tax returns, leave it to the government agency that receives trillions of dollars through its doors every single year. Uh, they still be using technology from the 1960s. I know that they don't get to skim off the top of that. You know, more money they take in. It's not exactly the more money they make or anything. I don't want them to be for profit is what I'm saying. According to government officials, the agency has struggled to find workers who are still equipped to code under the antiquated system. Mm. So you can still learn that system and go code at the IRS right now. I bet they need help. They'll need help converting. Matter of fact, if you know what they're going to convert to and, you know, COBOL, you're probably going to be able to make like a million bucks a year from the IRS, honestly. Yeah, we could bill them. Of course, most of it's going to go back to the IRS, but whatever. <laughs> Isn't that weird if like the <laughs> IRS pays you for work and then they... It is weird. Also will take it back? Yeah. It's also it's weird anytime a government employee gets paid and then has to pay taxes because all of their money comes from taxes. You know, that's the only place and then you tax that income also. Well, it's like, really weird. It seems like just an excuse to have more accountants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, to just the, the flow in and out. It seems very strange. A strange way to do it. I, um, I, don't, I don't so much like this massive bureaucracy that we have uh, right now and hiring 87,000, 30,000 of them, whatever it is. I don't think it's a good idea. And if we could turn it back to the FBI here for a second... I was going to play this earlier, but I know a lot of people have already seen it, maybe seen it a bunch of times before. We'll play this video of Ron Paul talking about the FBI. Uh, you know, most of our history, we didn't, didn't have those institutions. The FBI came in uh, during the First World War. And interestingly enough, the one thing that Woodrow Wilson did, he used the FBI to spy on American citizens and actually arrest them if they disagreed with his foreign policy about going to war in Europe. And isn't it interesting how recent they used it in the Vietnam era? Democrats used it there. Republicans used the FBI to spy on a hundred different groups in this country, including the churches. 
who disagree with the policy in uh, Central America. It almost looks like the FBI was designed to spy on Americans who might be disagreeing uh, with policy, especially the foreign policy. So the FBI, although I don't think I could condemn everything they've ever done, because I'm sure uh, some of the investigations and investigation of crime uh, has been beneficial, but that could be accomplished through Justice Department within our states. We wouldn't reject that uh, portion of it. But I think the, the FBI has uh, kept and continues to keep a lot of records on a lot of individuals. The CIA has only been here since 1947. Their record is lousy. I mean, just think of the CIA used by the Democratic uh, administration to murder. I think their job basically is to uh, protect the, the, the government. You would think that they're supposed to like keep the people safe, but it kind of seems like all these people are more existing to keep the government safe from the people. Yeah. Well, I think what he said there was important, which is like, I'm not going to scrutinize every investigation because I'm sure there are things that the FBI done that was beneficial to America as a whole. Yeah. But the problem is, is that they, they violate the law, which is the constitution and using it against American citizens. It's absolutely atrocious. Now we need to talk about the inflation here for a minute. The market pumped a bunch yesterday, came right on back down today not didn't erase the entire game from yesterday but it was a it was a fine day in the market if you were short and um so the inflation 8.5 percent year over year is the number that we got yesterday now that is in fact better than june's inflation rate which was 9.1 percent so it's coming it peaked right that's definitely what's happened now it's definitely peaked what i found interesting is the, this is a number where you can have really good spin in either direction. The reason you can have spin is because the month-over-month -month number ended up coming out at 0% for the headline number. And, of course, that's a really good number if you're someone who's in charge of the economy at the mm -hmm. time. Um, in fact, let's just hear what Joe Biden had to say about this number. Hopefully it doesn't make me watch an ad or anything. It did make me do that earlier. Let's just see how he said it. There's been controversy over his statements. I, in fact, uh, slightly defended him, I would say. Well, that's not working, is it? Well, heck, we'll just have to zoom into it then. There we go. Let's hear from you, Joe. Today, relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July, 0%. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. But people are still hurting, but zero inflation last month. Economists look at a measure of inflation that ignores food and energy prices, and they call it core inflation. That's about the lowest amount in several years, several months. When you couple that with last week's booming jobs report of 528,000 jobs created last month and 3.5% unemployment, it underscores the kind of economy we've been building. We're seeing a stronger labor market where jobs are booming and Americans are working. And we're seeing some signs that inflation may be getting to moderate. That's what happens when you build an economy from the bottom up and the middle out. The wealthy do very well and everyone has a chance. It gives everyone a chance to make progress. Now I want to be clear. With the global challenges we face from the war in Europe to disruption of supply chains. And okay, that's enough, Joe. God. 
All right. So zero, it's zero. Zero. Mm. Now everyone can feel that. I hope. Of course, we know that um, technically, he said it was zero percent for the month of July. So that is a factually accurate statement as far as inflation for the month of July. As far as we know, probably not. The real inflation was probably still a few percent, mm. you know, month over month. But well, what are you comparing it to? That's the thing. He's comparing it to, uh, yeah, yeah, the month. What did the inflation rate do as far as the month of July is concerned? And we'll talk about how you can have 0% inflation month over month and then still end up with 8.5 versus 9.1 the previous month. I want to warn everyone on that because next year we'll be talking about this whole thing quite a bit. But anyway, the 0% is technically accurate. Now, the way that he said it, he talks about the 0%, talks about, yeah, this is the kind of economy we've been building and... uh, and we got from the jobs. ground up in the middle out. Jobs, ground up, middle out. And then he says something really weird, like the wealthy do really well, and the and the like. What's he? Well, I don't even know what he's talking about. Neither does he, though. So we're on the same page. Everyone, yeah, everyone's doing well, Nate. <laughs> okay, a few things. So the spin on this, Charlie. Do you want to do the? Well, hold on. I'll uh, let me intro this. Both sides are covering this in the manner that you would expect. Now, this is from the New York Post. And their headline is, inflation surges 8.5% in July despite dropping gasoline prices. Okay, 8.5 is a lot. I don't know if inflation surges 8.5% when it was 9.1 the the month before that, you know, and it was 8.5 a few months ago. I don't know if it's like just a little bit extreme of language, it seems like to me, when it actually dropped down from the previous month. Seems like kind of an out there headline. You, right. could, you could just say inflation still at yeah. 8.5, but that doesn't get as many clicks, Nate. No, no. And that's something that people on the right would want to share. And that's still, that's bad and that is that is accurate. But of course they pick that wording. And then there's the other way you can you can word things. Like what I sent Charlie earlier from Axios saying inflation drops to zero in July due to falling gas prices. <laughs> Now that is, I will say one thing I've never said before. Biden worded it better than that. Okay. He so said, that's what you're defending him over. Yeah. He said for the month of July, inflation was zero. And that is, that is factually accurate. If you're talking month over month, it was zero. We typically say year over year. And, and that's what everyone has been talking about so far. We haven't used the month over month figures and any news headlines until it got to zero, and now we're using the month-over-month figures. By the way, just Axios, previous headlines, scorching inflation hits 9.1%, highest since 1981. They're using the headline number right there. Is inflation at 8.6 or 6.5? Yes. In fact, I couldn't find any article headlines where they put the month-over-month number in their articles, except for this time where inflation was zero in July due to the falling gas prices. So there's your lead up for this article charlie yeah and the problem the biggest problem is most people um it's boring yeah yeah it's boring you're like ah, i'm just gonna to it's i feel like norm mcdonald here when you're like people just tell you the number like inflation hit 9.1 percent you're like oh that's bad <laughs> and the next time you know for the next month the headline comes out inflation falls to zero percent uh oh that's good 
That's good. Good. We like zero. Like it when it's down. Yeah. And like most people, that's all they like really consume because to, to like statistics can be really boring and how you measure things can be really boring. But understanding these things is really important to know exactly what is happening with the economy and what that affects uh, the effects you're having on your personal life. Because the, I mean, the one thing I do know is most people, I, I feel like most people are going to read that and be like, Oh, well, yeah, that's a good thing, but that's weird that because, you know, I just paid uh, $18 for a pound of hamburger <laughs> still. So that's kind of strange. Yeah. Maybe the prices will be coming down soon because mm-hmm. now it's at zero. I think people still probably question those like normal everyday processes because a lot of people view things anecdotally with like what, what is happening in their life, right? It's like what is affecting them. It's like, oh, well, you know, my kids' shoes were still, you know, $38, and last year they were 25 so something, I hope the prices come down following that 0%. You have to get into it to understand what is actually happening. So I think a lot of people will actually still be out there touting the idea that we don't have any inflation anymore. Yeah. And the, the problem is once these prices, they normalize, you see, it's not just going to go back down to our old prices. No. That's not going to happen. Uh, this is going to normalize and the inflation will then be calculated from these levels. We'll talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. If you want to tell everyone about these numbers. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I do a lot of things to take care of my mind. For a while there, it wasn't something that I ever thought about. I thought I could just go through life and not ever think about my mental health, whether or not I was too stressed out, whether or not I was burnt out, whether or not there were things that I could actually solve But if you think about it, you're only going to get this one mind, this one brain, and you should really take good care of it in the same way that you would take care of your car if you were going to have to use it for the rest of your life. Don't waste any of your time being upset, angry, depressed, anxious, burnout, stressed out when there could be something you could do to actually fix it. There's a lot of things you can do, by the way. You could take some naps if you want to. You can take some time off, take a vacation. But there's also BetterHelp online Therapy. So therapy is something I've done. Charlie uses BetterHelp still. He's been using it for over a year now. So if there's something that you need to talk to someone about, you could use BetterHelp. Now BetterHelp is an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on the camera if you don't want to. It's a lot more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash GML. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. I want to tell you guys about a sponsor for the show, which is the Expat Money Show from our good friend, Mikkel Thorup. Listen, becoming an expat, that is a difficult decision. But for those of you that are in any way on the fence about this, you're curious about it, you wonder about the logistics of it, hands down, Expat Money Show is the best place to go to hear all of the advice, all of the strategy on how to do this. You're going to learn all about precious metals, uh, how to store your money the best way possible. You're going to learn about cool things like how to legally avoid paying taxes, getting passports so you can travel all around the world, how to 
actually protect the assets that you have from some of these tyrannical governments. And by the way, there is an expat online money summit, the expat money summit that is coming up in November. And yes, it is going to have the one and only Ron Paul speaking. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but I tell you what, Mikkel, he knows exactly what to do because he has been living this life. He's not just the guy that's out there talking about this thing that you can do. He's literally living it on a daily basis. He knows everything there is to know about becoming an expat. So go to the expat money show, listen to that podcast and all also go sign up for the free expat money summit coming up in November. Once again, go to the expat money show on all of your podcast apps and go to the link in the show notes. So you can sign up for the free online expat money summit. All right. From Axios consumer prices were unchanged in July, by the way, they removed, didn't they remove energy and food to get this number? Uh, which one to, for the core consumer price to be zero. No, the zero includes the energy and food. The actual, oh, okay. Sorry. The actual okay. core price went up, oh, gotcha. which is okay. why this is still bad. This is literally all gas prices coming down. Yeah, That's, okay. It's all of it. So the CPI was down to zero. Core inflation, which excludes the energy and food, rose by only 0.3%, which is below what analysts expected. So anytime you come under what mm-hmm. analysts expect or over, that, that makes some moves there. Labor Department reported that overall consumer prices rose 0%. Oh, yeah. Boom. Last month and are up 8.5% over the past year. That compares to 9.1%. Boo. I don't like that. Year over year reported in June. The rise in core inflation represents a major deceleration from 0.7% that measured increase the previous month. Gasoline prices fell 7.7% in July, dragging down headline inflation. Other items with falling prices include used cars and trucks and airfares. But rents kept rising, a major factor in stubbornly high under underlying inflation. Renters faced a 0.7% rise in costs. Depending on where you're at, some people yeah. face like 150%. What's next? The Federal Reserve has indicated and intends to keep raising interest rates until there is a clear evidence inflation is waning. After two straight months of extremely hot inflation re- uh, in readings, this report will be welcome news, and I believe that the bets now are that they may only raise it a half a percent mm-hmm. uh, rather than the 0.75 basis points. So, Sticking on Axios here for a minute, from April 13th, 2022, they say why inflation may have already peaked from April of 2022. So whether or not you can you know, go with their economic projections. From this same article, by the way, I thought this was pretty funny. First line here. Consumer prices have risen by a shocking 8.5% over the past year. A rate of increase not seen in more than 40 years. Now, that's the same increase that we had in this most recent report. You will notice the difference in wording when describing the inflation. This is from the same news organization, although a different writer. I will say. I just, I, I just feel like I physically can't anymore. <laughs> you can't even? No. Just, I, don't, I don't know how these people take themselves seriously. Um, uh, people keep reading all their crap, like what we're doing right now. By the way, as inflation peaked, I posted out earlier that inflation did, in fact, peak at 6.2% in 1969. And then it peaked at 12.3% in 1974, and then it peaked at 14.8% in 1980. (laughs) So whether or not the inflation rate starts coming down, 
Uh, that's We're not going to know whether or not it's actually peak. These things actually take a little while to play out. And I do think we're in a 70s-style scenario uh, right now. So that's one interesting part. Here's what you got to pay attention to next year. So here's the weird thing. So we're, we use year-over-year numbers for inflation, right? Well, so these numbers are compared to Yeah, because it'd be really bad year. if you went all the way back to, like, you know, 1920 or something. <laughs> Or 1900. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's bad. Yeah. These numbers are compared to last year. Now, we had 8.5% this uh, for July. Now, inflation was 5.3% in July of last year. It was a 5.3%. And so we inflated another 8.5% on top of what was an inflated 5.3%, which was inflated from 2020, a year where we didn't have a lot of inflation. It wasn't below, it wasn't like below zero or anything. But anyway, that inflation number ticked up. And then we had a, another big move up to the top side. Compounding inflation. What's interesting here is that when we get on the back half of this, on the back half of one of these slopes, say next year, well, once you keep, this number keeps going up and up, it's harder to have like another eight or nine or 10 or 15% on top of a year that was already 8.5%. <laughs> Of uh, on top of 5% the year before that. And so what's interesting <clears throat> is that you could have still, we'll still have inflation next year, uh, but it could come out of a reading of like 2%. But that's 2% on top of the 8.5% from this month on top of the 5.3% from the month before that. And so we'll end up with really good looking inflation numbers next year. And then likely since we're in the same scenario still, then the next ones are going to flow up again because now they're compared to the low numbers that we're reporting next year. That's how you end up with these waves right here. These move down because they're compared to the really high inflation before that. And then this moves up because it's compared to the really low inflation before that. And then this is moving down because it's compared to the really high inflation before that. And you end up with these waves uh, when it comes to the inflation rate. The consumer prices, by the way, are always moving up. Here's that same wave in the inflation. This is the consumer price index right here. That's how you know whether or not prices are actually going up or down. Even in these times where it's dipping down and we get low inflation, the consumer price index is always moving up because that number of inflation is always above zero. Basically, basically always above zero. And building it upon itself. In fact, the Fed wants it to always be above zero. And so the consumer prices are always moving up that entire time. And what do you think about that, Chuck? Yeah, I mean that's the the clear picture on where it's at. Yeah. So for them to say, yeah, and so you have to be careful. Like, oh, we don't have any inflation. It's like, well, if you want to really reset back to no inflation, you're gonna have to go way back, way back, way way back. And at this point, we're thousands of percents higher than what the actual value of the currency should be. So the, the thing that actually matters for right now for people is that our inflation. The headline was eight point five percent, and the Average hourly earnings increased by 5.2%, which means that over this time, we've had a 3.3% decline in real hourly earnings over this time. That's the part that people are feeling. That's why they're, they're not feeling good right now. And so we've actually had a decline in earnings. And that's what you eventually want to see, uh, you know, fix itself because you don't want that to work all the way down to 100% decline in earnings. <laughs> then we're all dead. Yeah. Anyway, that's really all I wanted to talk about today was uh, thoughts on the inflation and thoughts on the FBI. 
Well, I mean, this is Putin's price hike. Mm-hmm. And Trump is playing a part in there somewhere. Oh, and what if you think they think Trump is still this? That's the Russian hoax still, by the way. And they think they're going to pick up some kind of communications between him and Putin. You think people he, still think that the, they're going to figure out that he's a Trump, Russian? Trump was the one yeah. telling Putin to invade. Yeah, that's possible. You know. By the speaking of Trump, I'm glad you brought it back to him. This video is hilarious. This is uh, people protesting outside of Trump Tower, and uh, we'll just play this video. This guy's doesn't want to answer any questions. Is this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning into a former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts? But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, I'm just, I, I, I'm done talking. <laughs> I'm done talking. Yeah. All right. I've never go. had a president before that's done this many provable criminal acts. When you actually have well, which, to back up the claims. Which one are those? Yeah, I'm done talking. <laughs> this yeah. interview is racist. <laughs> yeah, what's an act? What is an act? Imagine if he did the whole circular definition that I like that Matt Walsh does um, the, with the what is a woman thing. And then he was like, well, what do you think a provable criminal act is? You know, then you just answer it with the the question, which is what people were doing. Have you seen that? What is no, a woman? no. Have you not seen that, the circular definition? No. So, okay, Matt Walsh, you need to watch this. It's great. He was asking, like, these gender professors uh, what a woman was. He's like, what is a woman? And they would answer. They would be like, well, anyone who identifies as a woman. He's like, well, yeah, well, what are they identifying as? And they were like, well, a woman. And he goes, well, what is a woman? And then they would go, well, what do you think a woman is? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm asking you for the definition of what a woman is. And they're like, yeah, I'm not going to participate in, <laughs> in that whatever, you know, uh, trans is, transphobic. This is entrapment. Exactly. And it's like, it's like, if you can't, you know, and I think this is really, this is really important to a lot of things, but there has to, there has to be, and that this is where I think Jordan Peterson is right. There has to be a baseline of truth. There has to be. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess technically there doesn't have to be. Okay. But if you... You really hope that there, there are major consequences if you don't. Yeah. Because if you can't define things, then what does it all really mean? When, you don't, nothing, when you don't define things, we get into what we're in right now. Yes. Which is why it's so dangerous. There's, there's so many risks to that because you can't... You technically can't navigate... The world because there's too many things to compute because there's it's an it's an there's an infinite amount of options right like somebody has to define this as soda now we accept that right in a large part for a lot of things well, mine's based not on soda mine's water right what is water it's what i'm drinking right now what is that what are you drinking water see this is like you can go on and on but this is like it gets pretty complicated, but it's very important to, to, for instance, that video you played. So it's very important to actually understand what you're saying and that there's actually meaning there because if not, and there is no meaning, see, this is where the society devolves or people devolve into this nihilistic, um, nihilistic view of the world and that, 
can further devolve into uh, essentially mass chaos. And so that's why all this is important. That's why we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. You could even say the pursuit of truth in mm. that. Truth and meaning. And uh, because all of that is very important because, you know, what's going to keep you going amidst all this craziness that we talk about? I mentioned on the show, I can't even with these people. Mm-mm. I mean, we, we read stories to you guys every single day. That is a constant hypocritical gaslighting, just barrage of tomfoolery. Malarkey. And how do you, like, how, what, what do you do about that? Right? Well, that's where you get really pessimistic about the future. It's, if you and, want to know my actual answer, I'd, I don't well, think, I think do you have to keep, it. I think no matter what, that you, you have to keep arguing for the truth. Yeah. You have to keep pursuing meaning despite all of that, even when you feel like giving up. So that's what, that's why this is so important. So, all right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's show, please hit that share button, share it with family, friends, and the children, even share it with the deer running through your neighborhoods at this time. And uh, that way I can send them all to Costco. And that's what I enjoy doing most. Costco, the member of the group, not the store where you right. can get great discounts with your yearly subscription. They or don't whatever. sell deer meat there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, make sure you smash that follow button. Go to GodHatesFeds.com. Pick yourself up some merch. God hates feds. Just put out a new shirt last night or today, actually, that says lock them all up. Jail them all. I got sick of people saying lock him up or lock her up or whatever. You know what? Lock them all up. Pretty much all of them deserve it. You know who them all are. Mm -hmm. Them. Lock them all up. Lock them. Lock them all. All right. And if you guys do all that, go to joingmail.com. We'll be back again tomorrow for some dumb bleep. Hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty.